You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. I am your host. I am also the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin. You can check my workout at bcbulletin.com. On today's episode, we are going to talk about the scheduling changes that just flooded Boston College's uh, basketball and hockey schedules. We'll talk about what changes have been made and how that'll impact the Eagles. On top of that, we're going to look at some gambling numbers today. You know, one of our sponsors is betonline.ag, and I want to look at some of the the lines and how Boston College is playing against the spread. So we'll check that out. And then for a fun third segment, I want to talk about, in my lifetime, the five most exciting Boston College football players that I've seen. First off, let's jump into scheduling changes, as there were quite a few today, and let's kick it off by talking about men's basketball who were scheduled to play tonight against Virginia Tech at 5 p.m. However, this game has been postponed because there was a positive COVID on Boston College's team. Now, this is a big deal. Boston College, as a a university, has done a really nice job at preventing COVID cases from hitting their athletics department. Now, the football team, you know, we talked about this all year long. They didn't have a single case other than the one after Thanksgiving break that caused any sort of delay in their season. So they were able to make it through the entire season without any sort of outbreak of COVID, which is obviously different than teams like LSU where, you know, Ed Orgeron said that, you know, everyone on his team had it. So you had that. But the the one piece that did happen, I believe swimming the swimming team had a positive case, and that caused a pause on their season. Now, basketball, they have one. We're not going to know who it is, and honestly, it doesn't really matter. You know, when you're thinking about, like, privacy rights, unless a kid comes out and says it, I'm not going to dig into that because it's just none of, none of my business. And all I can say is I hope that person gets better. Now, when you're looking at the men's basketball schedule, Virginia Tech was going to be a tough game, and uh, this, you know, you never want to have a game postponed because of COVID-19, but we'll find out later when this game will be rescheduled because they're going to have to make it up at some point, and, you know, there'll be spots in their schedule where they can fit it in, and we'll find out when that will be. Now, the big question coming out of this is they said it was someone, you know, a tier, I think it was like a tier one employee or staff member or player. I don't know. I honestly don't know what any of that means. (laughs) It's all kind of just, you know, legal mumbo jumbo to me. But what worries me is that on Saturday, Boston College is scheduled to play Pitt. And I don't know, you know, what you're looking at when you see these COVID cases pop up is whether this case, this person you know, hit you like got close to anyone else on the team because then that's when you have situations where they have to put a pause on all team activities, isolate everyone, and that's when you have those long periods where teams don't play. And Boston College, as I said, has been able to avoid that in almost all sports. So we'll see where this lands because right now it's just that one case and we don't know what's going to go on from there. Now, the women's team had the exact same thing happen. They were supposed to play Clemson on Thursday, and that game has to be postponed as well. There was a positive case on the Boston College program, and because of that, the game will be moved on. 
So again, you have two teams now on campus that have had games postponed. So, you know, you're seeing all this news about spikes in, in numbers and it you, you wondered how long Boston College would be able to keep their program safe. And to their credit, it's only two cases at this point, but you have to worry that moving forward, you know, you want to make sure these kids are safe. So that, that was that piece. Now, the last scheduling change uh, involves both men and women's hockey. The Hockey East uh, Conference announced today that they're going to change the end of the season schedule and make it a week-by-week schedule. And this makes a lot of sense, and here's why. But you saw it last week. When Boston College was scheduled to play Northeastern, all of a sudden there was a case that went on on the Northeastern team. Boston College had to scramble to face Merrimack, and then boom, you know, the schedule's all over the place again. Wouldn't it just make, you know, if you look at the schedule this week, they're supposed to play Merrimack again. And that really doesn't make sense because you don't usually play a team four times in a row, but, you know, it's a schedule. So instead of that, what what the Hockey East uh, Conference is going to do is basically just lay out the schedule at the beginning of each week. Now, that's not going to really hit on those times where, like, on Wednesday you have a positive case and, boom, you know, you're, you have to scramble for an opponent. But I think their system they had before will fix that. What I think it does do is prevent, you know, Boston College having to schedule the same team four times in a row. It was Merrimack, I believe, that played Northeastern like four times in a row. You don't you don't want that. So what ended up happening for Boston College is instead of playing Merrimack this weekend, they're going to play UConn. And that's obviously going to be a big series. They played them already this year. And I believe they were one and one against the Huskies. So you know, Boston College has obviously got, you know, that kind of ticks up the, the difficulty a little bit, but it's going to be a chance for them to continue adding their wins. And, you know, looking forward, it's going to be harder on one hand to kind you know, for teams to figure out like, oh, you know, I got two games against BU and two games against UMass coming up. This is going to have, you know, we need to win X, Y, and Z. It's going to be kind of, you know, running by the skin of their teeth, but isn't that kind of what all sports are doing right now? It's all just kind of basically survival at this point. So, um, you know, it's a good move for the conference. I like how they're being proactive about it. And But, you know, in the end, the play, hopefully this will just get, you know, a better schedule out for all teams moving forward. And a little quick football news. People have been asking me um, about early enrollments with Boston College football. And I wanted just to let you know that I've asked, and it seems like there's going to be quite a few. Um, but last time I had talked to someone in the program, it was um, – the school was doing paperwork to get those players in and they couldn't give me a straight number. But as soon as I can find out from the school who those players are, I'll let you know who the early enrollees are. So just so you know, those are the players that can practice in spring and get ready for football a little earlier. They graduate high school a little earlier and start their college career in the spring instead of in the summer. In a moment, we're gonna talk to you about five of my favorite players, my most, the most exciting players I've seen at Boston College and give you my reasons why. But first, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Now, let me just tell you, I just actually had a Built Bar. I had a light dinner and I was starving because I ate earlier and I just had a, a tough night where, you know, I've been burning calories all night getting stuff done. So I grabbed the coconut Built Bar and let me tell you, this thing tasted like an almond joy. It was so good. It was covered in chocolate. It was filled with protein, so it keep me filled up, and I'm not going to be eating junk for the rest of the night. Soft and easy to chew, and it was—it's great. It was—it is a great treat for me that was not junk food, 
and really filled me up. Now listen to the flavor profile of the coconut almond. It's a little different, but it still is delicious. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams sugar, 5 grams net carbs. Now, I gave my wife that, that bar the other day and had her take a bite, and she said it tasted like a candy bar. I could not believe the nutritional value of this bar, and that's what Built Bar is all about. Now, all you need to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On, and they're going to give you a free cooler while supplies last, and they're going to give you 20% off your next order. Again, in every time, you're going to try it out, and I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to like it. And if you don't like it, that's okay, but if you're going to like it, you can use that code Locked On the next order you make with built on builtbar.com and use locked on every time you make another order with that company. So check them out at builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on for 20% off. This is AJ Black. I want to tell you about our newest podcast on the Locked On Network, Locked On Bets. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, NHL, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Locked On Boston College, AJ here. I want to jump into our next topic, which are exciting Boston College football players. Now, this past season, we saw quite a few of them with the Eagles, whether it was Phil Dracovic, you know, scrambling and making hair-raising passes, or Zay Flowers with amazing catches near the end zone, or Hunter Long. You know, you've seen at Boston College some incredibly exciting players. Now, I love debate. And I love talking sports about anything in particular, whether it's, you know, who is more of a the the reason behind the Patriots dynasty, was it Belichick or Brady? I could argue that for hours with people. Now I wanna now when we're not having football going, let's talk some things like that. We're gonna talk about some just, you know, discussion topics, things that interest me and interest you, because I wanna hear what you have to say about it. So today's topic will be the most exciting Boston College football players. Now, before we get into this, let's give you some history on me. I'm only going to pick players that I saw either live or on television and that played during my lifetime or when I was a fan of Boston College. So for me, the the fandom started, you know, I watched but didn't really watch. I was younger, probably like at 2004-ish, I would say it would be around when I really got into it. You know, I watched from like 1997 to 2004, but didn't really know the player. So guys like Willie Green are not going to be on my list because I remember watching him play, but he doesn't connect with me some like some of these younger players. And for the for the folks out there that followed along way before that, like with Flutie or you know uh, Tony Thurman and uh, Mike Ruth, unfortunately they're not going to make my list because I didn't watch any of them play. So I don't I couldn't tell you what they were like to watch live, and maybe you can tell me that, but that's okay. So these five guys I'm going to pick are from my fandom when I followed this team or reported on this team, and these are the five players that made me jump out of my seat more than any other players in my lifetime at Boston College. Remember, this isn't the best players. They just made some of the biggest plays. Number five for me was Luke Keekley. And obviously, he'd be one of the best players I've ever seen. But some of the biggest plays he made were during some of the cruddiest, lousiest Boston College seasons. And honestly, we're in some of the midst of when I was a season ticket holder. So I have fond memories of at least watching Luke Keekley make plays. And, you know, 
when I'm thinking about a player on the defensive side, I can't think of someone who could do everything like Keekly could have. This guy got all over the field. He made plays. And I remember specifically, and this was more of watching it on TV, that Miami game. I think it was the last game in 2011 that he played in. And he single-handedly won that game for Boston College. He picked off uh, Ja'Cory Harris, I think twice. He had a pick six. He literally was all over the field. I don't think, I, I, I can guarantee that most likely I will never see a defensive player as electric as Luke Keekley for the rest of my life. And, he, you know, he didn't make the huge plays. He wasn't like a, a ball hawk that we'll get to. But he was so much fun to watch because you knew what he was doing was so incredible. And every time, he, you know, he could keep teams in games and make big plays. So Luke Keekley for me, will be number five. And you'd be surprised that I did not put him at number one. Number four for me is going to be A.J. Dillon. Now, Dillon, obviously, if you're listening to this, you remember he's only le- he only left last year. Dillon was one of those guys that would run with Steve Adazio's offense and do those four yards on a pile of dirt over and over again. And then it was like every game, boom, there'd be one run for 50 yards for a touchdown. Boom, another run for 70 yards for a touchdown. He had the bit, you know, he holds all the records for rushing yards as a Boston College player. He had touchdowns. This guy could do it all. And the off- and he did it when the defense knew the ball was going to him. There was no other options really on that offense. And A.J. Dillon did it week in and week out. And as boring as Steve Adazio's offenses could be, and believe me, they were painful to watch at times, and I still don't understand the goal line no-huddle offense that he consistently ran. Watching A.J. Dillon run, specifically, you know, there's those games. He had those games. The Louisville game in 2017 was one of the most fun offensive games I've ever seen because we never expected them to do that. You never knew what A.J. Dillon could do. But he had those moments over and over and over again. So he comes in at number four for me. Number three on my list is Mark Herslick. And I want to preface that specifically his, I think it was the 2008 year, before he had his Ewing sarcoma. You know, I said Luke Keekley was the best defensive player I've ever seen. And, he, you know, he did everything. Mark Herzlig was the most electric defensive player I've ever seen. That guy was a freaking animal in 2008 and was literally all over the place. Like, but, you know, like with Keekley, it was more sound plays and like just you couldn't get past him. Herzlig was like, I'm disrupting this play. I'm going to make interceptions. I'm going to bat balls up. I'm going to – he just got everywhere. And he did it in a style, you know, he had the face paint. He he was an electric leader. You know, Keekley was more of a quiet linebacker. You know, hers like sucked you in. And I think that was why it was so traumatic that it was him of all people that got that disease but still beat it. I, I mean, I can remember, you know, talking about how electric it was. For me, one of the greatest moments I will ever see as a Boston College fan before I was a, a writer and a, a journalist covering this team was 2010 in that Weber State game. Followed secondly, I mean, you could put 1A, 1B. Weber State, when he came out and led that team, I was in tears. I'm not even, I'm not, I'm not even lying. That was such an emotional moment, knowing what he went through, that that was such a big moment. And the second big moment was when he announced he was cancer-free, when Florida State was on campus 
Um, and, and game day was on campus and he made that announcement again in tears. And so his whole career, what he was able to do was completely electric, whether it was on the field or off the field. So Mark Herzlig comes in at number three for me. Number two is Andre Williams. Now we only got one really good year from Andre Williams, but that year had so many big moments. Now we talked about, I just talked about a couple moments ago, AJ Dillon's big runs against Louisville. With Andre Williams, his 2013 season, he did that like three or four times where he would make, I can remember against NC State and against Maryland, that he had those runs where he just launched defenders. It was like what you see with Derrick Henry right now. Andre Williams was doing that for an entire season. Boston College, the year before in 2012, was abysmal under Frank Spaziani. And then Steve Adazio comes in and he brings in Andre Williams. He has Andre Williams there who hadn't really done all that much. You know, he was just a serviceable back. All of a sudden, this guy becomes a world beater. He becomes the second coming of, you know, Willie Green for Boston College. Even better. I mean, the guy had Heisman level stats. What he did every single game was incredible. And the fact that he in one year was able to take Boston College, a team that was completely on the back burner into the Heisman talk made him an electric player. And every time he touched the ball, you thought he was going to go the distance or make a big play. And so Andre Williams is number two for me. Now my fandom hit its pinnacle for my number one, my fandom hit its pinnacle in 2007. So you're obviously going to guess who I'm going to pick the games that season redefined what I could expect from Boston College. And it was because of all the things that happened before that that made me into the fan that I am today and the, the person that covers this team that really enjoys watching Boston College. My number one is Matt Ryan. When you look at what he did with this team to bring them up to number two in the country, to have this team on the, the verge of winning an ACC championship, makes Matt Ryan a legend at Boston College. I mean, you saw what Doug Flutie did, and obviously he deserves all the accolades. Matt Ryan was right there with him in terms of what he was able to accomplish for this program. To get them into the ACC, when they're in the ACC, to make them immediate contenders for two year, one year, and then the next year he was gone, but he left this, the program in great shape. The game against the Virginia Tech, I know it's a cliche to talk about it, that game was incredible. The game against Clemson when he made those big plays down in Death Valley, it's incredible to think back on. I mean, he got hammered in that game and still made big plays and got the win for Boston College. Matt Ryan was a winner. And he, you know, every game you thought Boston College could win. You look at the schedule, you're like, Boston College, we can win every game on the schedule. And how long will it be before Boston College gets there again? And, you know, Jeff Halfley and Phil Dracovic are probably going to be the best chance in a while. So, we're going to have to buckle up. But Matt Ryan, for me, he is the most exciting player I've seen as a Boston College uh, fan and, and as a reporter. So Matt Ryan is mine. Now, what I'd love to hear what you have to say. Hit me up on Twitter, at LockedOnBC, and let me know who are the five most exciting players that you have. And don't tell me because, you know, don't call me young and whatever. I'm not that young. But tell me who your five are. I'd love to hear who you think. And um, hit me up on Twitter. Make sure you follow us at LockedOnBC. Now, when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about wagering. We're going to look at the basketball team 
And I'm going to tell you about one of the things that I've been thinking of when we come back. Speaking of which, let's talk about betonline.ag. With football hitting their championship weekend this week, with the NHL, college basketball, the NBA all in stride, there's only one place that we go, and that is betonline.ag. They have all of the lines and over-unders that you need to make the best wagers possible and make yourself some money. And why should you go to betonline.ag? There's only one place that we come have us covered and one place we trust and they have an industry best welcome bonus 50% so if you put in 100 bucks they're going to put in 50 bucks for you all you have to do is sign up for a free account at betonline.ag don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action and don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline your online sportsbook experts Locked on Boston College. If you have not already, make sure to follow our Facebook page at Boston College SI. I want to tell you about another podcast to check out on our network. Locked on NFL takes a dive into the future of your favorite NFL franchises. Tony Wiggins and James Rapian are joined every week by a locked on draft expert to talk prospects in the upcoming draft and young NFL players fresh in the league. Did your team have a big rookie performance this week, or are they shaping up to have a premier draft pick in the 2021 draft? Get everything you need on Wednesdays on Locked On NFL. Subscribe to Locked On NFL wherever you get your podcasts. Now, to wrap up today's program, I want to talk gambling. As we mentioned, we use betonline.ag exclusive here on the Locked On Network. And one of the things I have been thinking about is the lines for Boston College basketball. Now, as we've seen, Boston College basketball has struggled mightily all year. They're three and ten. They're not playing well. You know, they but they've hung in a lot of games. So I had wondered how this team is doing against the spread. I had made a joke to one of my friends. My I have a friend who covers Rhode Island, and I said to him, you know, with our partnership with BetOnline.ag, maybe I'll go in and just wager against Boston College in every game because I just had this feeling they were going to play poorly this year and wanted to see how I would do. So I I did not do that. You know, I didn't feel like I'm not a big gambler. I like to play some, you know, fantasy drafts and I, I, I'll go to Foxwoods every now and then uh, and, and play blackjack, but I'm a wimp. I do like $5 hands and end up losing like 10 bucks for the night because I just I just cannot gamble. So I decided I went and looked up what the Eagles have done. And they're sitting at 3-10, and 10, but against the spread are 6-7. and seven. Meaning if you bet against Boston College every single game, you would be up. But just a little, because if you know gambling a little bit, you know, the house takes a little piece of your winning. So in all in all, if you went in with my wagering philosophy, you wouldn't be doing all that well because I, I feel like you would like if you put in like ten bucks a game, you would be up probably like seven or eight bucks at this point. That's all you would be. So it's interesting because I figured given how poorly Boston College has been playing that their record against the spread would be like, I don't know, like five and eight or something like that. But it's it's actually better than that. So don't fo- the point of this this discussion is don't follow by AJ's um, pr- uh, gambling advice because I would lose you money. Now, if you followed along on BC Bulletin all year, you saw my tally site uh, for college football. That showed you against the spread in college football. I was terrible. 
I, I would have lost you money real fast. So I am a college sports expert. I am not a gambling expert. So if you want gambling advice, head on to Locked On Bets. However, just because I was curious as well, I looked at how football did against the spread. They were 6-5 and five against the spread. So if you bet for BC, it would have been basically the same thing as if you bet against BC basketball. They would have just had a little bit of wiggle room. So that, that tells you with BC sports, you can't just go one way or the other. You have to be more um, game exclusive. And so I, I honestly, there were two games that I did put a little wager on on betonline.ag, and I hit on one and did not hit on the other. BC played against UVA. And I figured the Cavs were going to beat them big, and I I smashed that one. And then I actually I've had two. I had Miami and Notre Dame game. I bet on B, I bet against BC in the Miami game and got crushed on that. That was tough. And then the Notre Dame game, I thought Boston College was going to win. I honestly thought that was going to be a game they won, and they didn't win. So I I, I am not the best better. I. <laughs> This is another public a service announcement. You don't listen. If you listen to AJ Black for gambling advice, you're going to go into the poorhouse fast. Listen to Locked On Bets. Before we head out, just a quick little update. There is really no transfer portal news. I've been dying. I've been looking it up and trying to find if there's been any new players linked to Boston College. Haven't been able to find anything, so I'm not sure what's going on there. And in terms of recruiting, there's been a whole new slew of 2022 offers. I have one coming out tomorrow with JDR on Smith, who is a Kentucky offensive line. I mean, outside linebacker slash defensive end who just put Boston College in his top four. I got to talk to him, so I'm going to have an interview up with him. You can make sure you read that. And I'm talking to more and more players as the season offseason continues. So check that out. Tomorrow's episode, we will talk more about BC. And uh, we'll check out some of the news and look at some topics that are percolating for Boston College sports. This is AJ Black. I will see you all again tomorrow. If you have not done so already, make sure you follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC or on uh, social media on Facebook at Boston College SI. I am the right uh, editor and publisher of Boston College BC Bulletin on Sports Illustrated. Make sure you bookmark our page and follow along with all the news and become one of our commenters. Uh, we love to talk and I'm always responding back. So if you want to have a comment, head on over to BC Bulletin and leave your thoughts. So tomorrow we'll check out some more Boston College news and I will see you all then. Take care, everyone.